When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is episode number six, sponsored by Word Sprint. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. This is Hugh Ballou. We're orchestrating success, transforming ideas into income, passion into profits. Orchestrating success, it's about leadership as a pathway to profits. This session today is key. I'm going to give you my five pillars for success. Each of these pillars is essential. Leave out one of them and you're limiting your success by at least 50%. Over the 50 years of working with social entrepreneurs, I have found that there are many gaps in the whole series, Orchestrating Success, is about identifying those gaps, finding the missing elements that are limiting success for each of us, and filling those gaps with knowledge systems, and competent team members. Today, five pillars of success. I'm going to give you the five, quick overview, talk about each of the five, and then summarize at the end what to do about it. Here are the five pillars. Number one is strategy, the absolute essential foundation of any organization, any business, any charity, any church, There must be a roadmap. I call it a solution map. Where do you want to be and how are you going to get there? Pillar number one is strategy. We'll talk a little bit about strategy. There was a session earlier. We'll go into some detail about some different elements. Number two, leadership. That's us. That's you. That's me. It won't happen unless we equip ourselves to make it happen. Transform the idea, transform the organization. It begins with transforming self. Three, team. Surrounding yourself with highly competent people and getting out of their way. Four, financial. We must have somebody that understands finances, that is external to the organization or external to our brain. Somebody whom we pay watching the dollars. I've seen Lots of people raise lots of money and go bankrupt because they didn't have somebody on the team with this expertise. Planning, evaluating, and monitoring the financial aspects of what we're doing. And the last one is a support system. Every successful business person, performer, athlete, right down down the list, every successful person has a coach, has a mentor, has a support system around them, and a combination of those. So let's get started. Strategy. 
earlier, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to the session on strategy. Strategy is what we're going to do, when we're going to do it. It unlocks the key for team performance. People know when to be engaged. When they have a strategy, they know what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do, do it, and what the result looks like. The strategy is your roadmap from here to where you want to be. Strategy is a plan that you develop. It's not a business plan. It's an operational plan. In my world, a business plan is a financial document you share with a bank, you share with an investor. Um, that is just a footprint, an overview, a snapshot of what your business looks like. A strategic plan includes strategy. It's an operational plan. There's a quantifiable difference. Understand the difference. Build your strategy. Plan your work. Work your plan. That is the only way. Your strategy talks about your long-term strategic objectives. That's three to five years out. What are the targets? Where will you be? Define the future in present tense. One year short-term goal, define the future in present tense. One-month milestones, those are the 12 milestones. Those are accomplishments during the month. Weekly to-dos, everything so far has been defining the future in present tense. The weekly to-dos, this is your tactical part. Many, many leaders start here. Here's the tactical part. We've not got the long vision, the midterm vision, the short-term vision. We've not gotten those in place. All we're doing is tactics, and we have so many tactics, they ultimately have the, the risk of canceling each other out. And we duplicate efforts, and we do things we have to go back and do them over because we didn't do them in order. Sequence is key. Sequence is key. These tactics are in sequence. So you have a linear plan, and the secret sauce for me is DVDs, Daily Value Deliverables. I suggest three goals is the limit for most organizations. Most leaders can manage three. I think there's three areas, financial, operational, which what does your entity look like, people, systems. <clears throat> and finally, what are you doing? What are you delivering? What are your products and your services? What do those look like? We write one plan, it migrates over time. In your plan, you have a budget. Every item in your budget ties to a milestone or an action item. There's a relevance and you spend money, it makes things happen. There are measurable, specific outcomes. Specific, measurable outcomes. Change that around. Your strategy also includes your competencies. What is your growing edge? What do you need to learn? What are the competencies you need on your team? Some of this is overlapping what we talked about in strategy. It is so important. It's okay. It reinforces the major themes. What is the compelling reason for people to choose your entity? Why should they join your church? Why should they buy your products? Why should they come to your events? Unique value proposition. What do you offer that's so compelling that people must come, subscribe, do business, participate with your products and services? There's no distinction in my mind in how we do this for businesses or charities or churches. We must define our target market. Who are we marketing to? We must define what's so good about what we have. And we must have a compelling brand promise. What will they get 
if they participate with us. We're not very good at defining why. We're not very good at telling people why they should play with us. We're not very good at telling people why they need our products, our services, our membership, our events. We're not good at that. It is essential to say why. And as you develop your unique value proposition, look at your vision and your mission. Your vision is your concept. This is what we do. Center Vision provides products and services to leaders of charities at a price that's affordable, high-level, specific, measurable outcomes, and products and services. Mission, we do this by providing online content, podcasts, direct work, on-site coaching, content delivery, and mastermind groups, master classes, leadership cohorts. So your concept is what you are, defining like somebody steps on an elevator, says, by the way, what is this organization or what do you do? You can say that very concisely, very cleanly, and with a compelling presence, compelling words, compelling enthusiasm. What you do isn't boring and you're not boring, so why make your statement boring? Try it out on a child. You know, try it out. They'll start out by saying, how long is this going to take? Well, that'll test your patience. It'll also see if you can capture their attention. Middle school's a good one. Yeah, you got to get on them, and they'll give you some real honest feedback. And then go to the easier audiences, the adults. So your vision and mission are key. What's the concept, and how do you accomplish the concept? The application of that concept. Your brand promise, this is what you'll get if you participate with us. And how are you going to pay for it, short-term, long-term? And then how do you develop this organization over phases? Phase one might be you're your coming out of, a, coming out of a, the ground, your napkin concept coming into reality. It's your development, your concept into development phase. And then there's the startup. We're going to develop it, build the foundation, then we're going to start up, and then we're going to move from startup into revenue, then we're going to move from revenue into profit. And then we're going to move from profit into sustainability. And then we're going to do a sustainability uh, legacy plan. How, how is this going to uh, transition over time? How will it supersede us if it's, a, if it's a movement, if it's a concept that deserves to last over time? How will it last over time? So building and sustainability is part of your strategy. Those are phases one, two, three, four. Define the phases. Define the cost of the phases. Define what you're going to do in each phase and define the sources of income for each phase. Number two, work on yourself. <clears throat> in John Maxwell's writings, he, he writes about the law of the lid. Our organization cannot develop any further than our ability to lead it. Let me say that again. Our organization isn't going to be any better than us and our ability to lead. Dun & Bradstreet did a study in 1995 and found out that 90% of the entrepreneurs that failed, failed because they didn't have the ability to manage their business. That's leadership. Management leadership, we'll talk about the difference. Managing a process, managing systems, leading people, understanding how all of that works. Work on yourself first. 
Here's a gift for you. Go to The Definitive Leader, T-H-E, definitiveleader.com. Get my report about building a profitable, sustainable business. That's works for charities, churches, businesses. It's about leadership. We got this five five pillars as part of it, but then you have some some it's it's a multi-page report with details on what you need to know, what you need to grow with and what you don't know about your own ability, how to equip yourself. You'll be in an autoresponder series and you will receive some videos. I mean, this is just just giving you data. You'll receive some videos that will help you think about how do I equip myself for this journey? By the way, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Work on yourself. Transformational leadership is a style of leadership that's infinitely scalable. It's about creating a high-functioning culture. And as a music conductor, I know how to create high-functioning cultures, choirs, orchestras, I served megachurches. I had lots of people working on lots of projects who did it because of their passion, not because of their paycheck. I know how to create cultures that are accountable. They function at a high level, and I know how to get out of the way. Get that report at thedefinitiveleader.com and start your journey of awareness, and then you know where to equip yourself. This is a step you cannot skip. Failure is imminent if you've not equipped yourself to lead this organization. Part of discernment in this, this stage is what is your leadership role? Are you the visionary or are you the admin? Are you the connector? Are you the spokesperson? Are you the day-to-day operational person? This is a discernment. Where are your skills and where do you need to learn to delegate? Bring on people that fill the gaps, which leads us to pillar number three. It's the team. This is your high-functioning culture. This is about building this high-performing team that orchestrates excellence. It is it is a high-functioning, high, we call it synergy in business. I call it ensemble in music. How do we get really good people that have very specific talents, have very specific roles and responsibilities, and know what they're going to be doing? They know, and you created a system that you know because you have touch points. You, you don't micromanage them. You mentor. You provide the information they need. You provide support. You model what you want to see. And I went over this in another podcast, but I'll recap Competency. You make sure they have the competency and you've checked it out. <clears throat> make sure they understand role responsibility. They fit that role and responsibility. Number three, make sure they fit the culture. Part of your strategy is our core values and our guiding principles. Guiding principles define how we, as a group, make decisions. These are the principles we use for applying the values and making decisions. And lastly, make sure they have a performance expectations. What will they accomplish related to your strategy in their role and responsibility in a specific measurable period of time? Your team represents your entity, your enterprise, your business, your charity, your church. Make sure that they are anchored in principles and values. Make sure that they know what the outcomes look like and make sure you have 
a process where there's metrics for accountability. Accountability is empowering. It's a very different concept of accountability. This is how we collaborate. We share the outcomes and we work together and we support each other in the good times and the bad. The next pillar is financial. I talked about it earlier. Do some forecasts. You've raised X number of dollars. How long will that money last before it runs out? <clears throat> Early stage, we're burning money. We're spending it. We're not bringing in revenue. When we start generating income, it cuts down the burn rate. When we start bringing in more money than it costs, that's profit in any kind of entity. A nonprofit is not a good word. It is a tax-exempt charity. We must have the bottom line, not red, black. We need to have positive cash flow, positive income, because that will fuel our salary, the salaries of those that are doing the work for us and the work that we need to do. Managing that cash flow is important. Managing that profit is important. And defining the streams of income. Where will that money come from? Events, products and services. Um, in charities, you have donations. In business and charity, you can get grants. You can get sponsorships. There are a number of ways to generate revenue. It's important to have a financial plan. It's important to have somebody who sets up the books, who approves the expenditures, who makes sure that every expenditure is assigned to a specific line item, which is related to your tactical part, your milestones. It's related to your strategy. No exceptions. If it's not in the strategy, either you shouldn't be spending it or your strategy needs to be revised. By the way, a strategy, you do one. You don't do it every year. You don't do it every five years. You do one and you migrate it over time by reviewing it, evaluating it, revising it, and recommitting to the new updated plan. <clears throat> Quarterly, semi-annually, at least annually. You always have a long-term plan if you have always evaluated and revised your plan. No exceptions. Make sure that your plan is current. And the fifth pillar, this is about balance. How do we manage things? We must have a mentor. We must have a business coach. We must have a mastermind group. We must have a support system. I serve as an accountability partner, as a business coach, as a leadership strategist, as a planner. I am an external resource that helps leaders discover their blind spots helps leaders discover what it is inside them that is binding them. What have we done to create obstacles? How have we gotten in the way and, and made it impossible for our entity to attract the exact thing that we need to attract? We need someone external to us. <clears throat> we need someone who's going to speak the truth, identify those, and help us develop the systems and the skills to overcome what we don't know how to do, what we don't know is wrong, and help us learn how to be a better business person, a better charity leader, a better organizational leader. Having mentors has been very, very, very helpful to me. We call them blind spots because we can't see them. Effective leaders have a support system, someone you pay, who is your mentor, who is your coach, who is your strategist, 
who is with you long term, one year, two years. There's a continuity to the program. It's a commitment. Once you make the payment, there's a difference in you and a difference in your result. Be sure that you go through the vetting process and team competency. What's that role and responsibility for the person you're hiring? Have you checked them out? Have you talked to people they've worked with? Have you defined your expectations? Do they fit your culture and your values? This is Hugh Ballou. I invite you to go to the Definitive Leader, and you will also find a link to my short course um, on the five pillars for success. Here's a tip for the weary and the frantic. You're burned out. You're doing too much. You're not making enough money. Your team is underperforming. Look at these five pillars. Look at yourself. Equip yourself to understand that, yes, we as a leader have created the results that we're getting. If you want to change your results, change yourself. This is Hugh Ballou, the Transformational Leadership Strategist. I'll see you on the next session. Today's podcast was sponsored by WordSprint. Go to wordsprint.com. WordSprint is a very fine printing house, but they're a mailing house. They're a design house, getting your message to the right person in the right rhythm and the right method is going to keep your customers, keep your donors, preserve your revenue for your organization. Go to wordsprint.com, look under marketing, ask for a free consultation, and they will change your life by changing the engagement of your stakeholders, your customers, your donors. It's the place to go to support your enterprise. Wordsprint.com. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.